Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. You may be seated for just a moment. Amen. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord here this Sunday morning. Man, I during this, uh, it's a busy time of year, we understand, and, uh, and life is just busy. Amen. But if we're not careful, uh, we will. I saw a, uh, I don't know if it was a, well, I, it was a, I forget what it was, but it was talking about uh, what it looks like to be uh, busy but not productive. And uh, this guy was trying to scoop out water, and had, it was just coming right back in to where he was at. And I don't want to just be busy for the Lord. I want to be productive for the Lord. Amen? I want to be productive in His kingdom. I want, him, I want to uh, bear fruit, amen, in the kingdom of God. And uh, I want to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. Um, you know, you really... If you bear fruit, the, the Bible says that he'll prune and he'll, 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 he'll make you more fruitful. But that, that process comes through um, a pruning process and, and snipping out things of life. And, and the more of ourselves we get out of our life, I believe, the more focused we become on him and we're more productive with him. I believe that's really the pruning process, uh, whether it be pride or whether it be uh, just an, as, as, as Pastor was talking uh, reading our Bibles, what are those things that need to come out and make room for uh, more productive Bible reading, amen? And uh, as the church, we must be productive, amen? There's a lot of people who need salvation, a lot of people who need the Holy Ghost. And uh, he, he, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, and that's our job. We, we are here to reach the lost. I've heard it say many times from uh, Pastor Riggin that uh, if the only purpose was to fill you with the Holy Ghost, God would have filled you with the Holy Ghost and then killed you in the very next moment. But it wasn't that the reason. It was so that you could be a witness, that you could reach other people and help win the loss. Being productive, amen. Why don't you make 2020 a, a, a year of productivity, amen, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Not just uh, being um, uh, here, which is great, and I'm, I'm sure it's appreciated, Amen. But being productive, how can you be productive in the kingdom of God in 2020? Because you know in the Bible, there were a, a couple fig trees that were not producing, and uh, Jesus cursed one of them. Amen. Just because it, it was pretty, it wasn't, he says, why cumbereth it the ground? He said, it's not doing anything. And so he cursed that tree, and it withered and died. Amen. And again, this is, this is you know, I know you've heard this as well as I have. There was another fig tree that was unproductive, and and the, the good man was going to cut it down, but the, uh, there was a, a, a dress keeper, a keeper of the garden, if you will, or, and he said, hold on a second, let me wa- water it, let me fertilize it, let me try it, take care of it, see if I can get it productive. And uh, the difference between the two, amen, was simply there was, there was a man willing to stand in the gap. There was a man that was willing to work with the unproductive one, and uh, we, we ought to be thankful for a pastor willing to work with us, amen, to help us to become more productive. Don't resist, amen, the pruning process, praise God, amen. Don't, I, this may be just a little words of encouragement here this morning, amen, just felt led to say it, so I'm going to, amen. God wants to help us, God wants us to become productive in his kingdom, amen, amen. And, uh, and this morning, we're, you're not going to hear uh, Pastor Riggin, he's not teaching uh, through the Bible series this morning, um, and so, but I, as I, we begin to think about that, um, and I, just think back over the, the time that when he started. So I, I, I pastored about five and a half years in Edgerton. Before that, we were Sunday school directors here, and we worked in the, in the church here for, for many years. We, 
Um, and, and, and we began, uh, whenever we began teaching downstairs in Sunday school, uh, I started off uh, before my wife ever came down and started helping us. It was during that time before my wife ever went downstairs to help in Sunday school that you started through the Bible. And so it puts it in perspective, like, that's been a few years, amen. But uh, so this morning, you're going to have to defer, amen, listen to me, this, if that's all right. Amen? Well, praise God anyhow. Amen. Uh, I feel good this morning. Amen. I feel a good presence of God, a good spirit of worship here today, and uh, just kind of want to talk to us if that's all right. I don't want to put nobody to sleep. Amen. So if you're feeling like you're going to sleep, do like we used to do, DG, probably just get up and go to the back and stand. (laughs) That was our, if you're going to fall asleep, we're going to throw stuff at you. And um, some of you think I'm joking. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff up here to throw, praise God. Amen. But I am here this morning. Why don't we stand? Let's go to the word of the Lord. Amen. Acts chapter 2, uh, verse number 37. And I got two helpers back here that will help keep an eye on people. Praise the Lord. Amen. If the song books are ready, got a water bottle, got a pen. Amen. I got a notebook. Got all kinds of stuff. Amen. My aim's getting better. Praise God. All right. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Amen. And now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. When they heard this, they were pricked in the heart. Amen. I want to talk to us this morning for a little bit about a heart of flesh, amen, a heart of flesh, amen. Why don't we pray together, amen, before we get into this and ask God to make my heart ready, amen. I want my heart to be ready for what I'm about to receive and hear this morning, amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Thank you today for your goodness, Lord. Oh, come on, let's touch heaven this morning. Jesus, we love you today, God. Lord, prepare my heart, Jesus, for the word of God. Lord, I pray that my heart is ready, God. Lord, I want my spirit to be ready and willing today. God, I want the Holy Ghost to be able to reach my heart. God, I want to be sensitive to you in my spirit today. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would go forth, Lord, and and let the Word of God pierce the hearts of this people today, God. Let the hearts be pricked with the Word of God, I pray. Jesus, we, we need you today. Lord, I pray, God, that it would accomplish everything that it is intended to do. Lord, we magnify you. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. It's good to see Brother Mike, Sister Marilyn again. Amen. Love you guys. It's so uh, good to be here with you this morning. Amen. But a heart of flesh. We read here in Acts chapter 2, very familiar passage of Scripture um, to most apostolics. And uh, the Apostle Peter, again, without reading the entire story, you got to understand, amen, Acts chapter 2 was... Uh, The day that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, amen, came into an upper room and filled uh, sinners with the Holy Ghost, amen. People were saved for the very, very first time ever in the New Testament in Acts chapter 2, 
Amen. Jesus says, go into Jerusalem and tarry. Amen. Until you be endued with power from on high. And in that upper room, amen, on the day of Pentecost, amen, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when it was, it was, it was time was ready, amen, and Jesus says, he had previously said, my time has not yet come, but I, I believe he said, now's the time, amen, and the whole room was filled, amen, with the Holy Ghost, and they all were filled with his spirit, amen, all the Jews, amen, that had followed Jesus, all 120 that were in the upper room received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's in your Bible. That's, that's, that's just reality. That's when the church, the New Testament church, began. That's when it all changed. Amen. That's when it was converted. Amen. I was reading a book uh, the other day, and we're talking about the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, talking about the Old Covenant or the Old Promise, and then the uh, New uh, Covenant or the New Promise, if you will. He said he likes to think of it as the first promise than the second promise. Amen. And, uh, and, uh, and many people will... I know of many people who uh, in the world will say, well, the Old, the old Covenant is, uh, uh, it, it, the Old Testament is, is, is invalid, if you will. Much of them uh, don't even read the Old Testament, let alone uh, follow what it, it teaches. But Jesus said, if you look in the Old Testament, those scriptures, those scriptures are what testify of me. Amen. We can't throw the old out because you have the new. Amen. It all comes together. But on the day of Pentecost... Uh, the 120 that were in an upper room, amen, that had received the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, amen, did not know what to expect, did not know the, uh, with certainty what they were, uh, was expected of them, amen, but simply uh, the Holy Ghost came, amen, and it filled all of them that were in the house, amen, and uh, some things happened, amen, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, as well as when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Amen. This was a work of the Holy Ghost. This was the infilling of His Spirit. Amen. This wasn't a learned uh, language. This was, uh, there were more than 16 languages there. There were of, of people in that community or in that Jerusalem at the time. And later we read where uh, even the officials said, listen, these are ignorant and unlearned men. Uh, how in the world are they doing great things? These men did not know different languages. They were, as they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost spake through them, amen, a heavenly language, as a sign, as an evidence, amen. By faith, I hope today that you can understand, amen, that that was an outward sign, amen. God allowed us, amen. And that's not what I'm here to talk about this morning, amen. But I'm wanting you to understand that when that happened, uh, it began in an upper room, but we don't, uh, we we better make some assumptions here because the next thing you know, they're outside of the upper room. They're in a in the local uh, community outside of their uh, that upper room and that building where that was. And at the time of Pentecost, there were people from all over the world, their known world, there to worship. Amen. According to the Jewish custom of Pentecost, they were there to worship according to their tradition. They were according to their, uh, that has always had been established, the Feast of Pentecost. Paul many times said, I, I want to get to Jerusalem because I want to be there for the Feast of Pentecost. I want to be there for that time. And, uh, and so very important, lots of people, crowded community, crowded city. And, uh, but the next thing we know, those that were filled, the 120 that were filled with the Holy Ghost, were outside of the upper room amongst the people. And as they were outside amongst the people, they must have been acting uh, quite interesting 
and, uh, and, and acting foolish. And apparently there was something that happened that affected them, amen, in their heart and in their emotion. Amen. This was not a head knowledge that they received on the day of Pentecost. This was not, I feel the Holy Ghost, I want to help somebody today. Amen. This was not simply a knowledge of truth, amen, uh, that, that, that came to them and they came out and began to uh, express a dissertation to those around. No, there was something happening within them. Amen. Something, amen. God had done something inside of their heart. Amen. And there was an emotion that stirred them in such a way, amen, that they were among the people and they were, they were worshiping and apparently, amen, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance and acting pretty foolish. Amen. This was not, uh, this was not their way of, well, we've got to reach them intellectually. We, we've got to, we got to communicate this, uh, this, uh, this experience with our mind. Amen. We got to communicate. If I can convince someone, uh, uh theologically this morning, amen, I'm telling you, we've got to understand that uh, when Jesus says, they that worship the Father must worship Him in spirit and in truth, uh, amen, there's a combination that has to take place. There's something has to happen, amen, not only mentally, intellectually, amen, you have truth today. We, ha- we taught a truth conference just a couple months ago, amen, I'm thankful for it, and there are fruit of that conference uh, even here today, amen, but I'm telling you, amen, Jesus said, it's got to be more than head knowledge, it's got to be more than I understand it or I don't understand it. It's got to be something, amen, that comes where he can affect your heart. Amen. You've got to have a heart of flesh that can respond to the Spirit. Amen. More than just the head knowledge and your understanding of Scripture. It's got to be more than that today. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to have a heart of flesh if you're going to make it in God. Amen. If you're going to, too many people, I'm telling you, say, well, you're too emotional. There's too, I, I don't believe in, in all that you do. Amen. I don't believe in that type of worship. I know if you don't, I'm telling you, you're in danger. Amen. Of not really ever receiving what you need from God. Amen. Because you're not going to make it on head knowledge alone. You're not going to make it on, do I understand this? Does this make sense? I'm telling you, any time that I've worked with somebody to get the Holy Ghost, amen, I tell them, listen, you're not going to understand it. It's going to be emotional experience. You're going to cry. There's going to be something stirred in you. And you're going to want to shake and shiver because that's God working on your heart. Trying to get inside of you. And you resist it. I'm telling you, you harden your heart just a little bit more. You keep God from being able to penetrate that hardened heart. Amen. We must have a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. And so as they were among the crowd that day, they were worshiping and they were shouting no, no, no less. And, and, uh, and, and so much so that the, the crowd of, of Jewish, uh, traditional Jewish believers begin to question their sanity. It's in your Bible. It's not, I, I, they, that's what happened. They begin to question, are they, are they crazy? Literally, are they drunk? Uh, are, 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 what's going on? What, what is happening? Nothing made sense, amen, about this. But in this experience that they had, amen, they, they were overwhelmed with emotion. Amen, they, were, they had been in a place of prayer. They had been in a place of weeping for Jesus because their Savior had died. They were sensitive. They were tender. 
They, 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 had a, they had a heart that was uh, of flesh. Amen. They had a heart uh, that was willing. They had spent many days praying and seeking for the, uh, the Spirit of God to come back. Jesus said, uh, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. And so these people who had long... Have you ever missed someone before? Have you ever had someone that moved away? Have you ever had some, some tra- something happen? You lose a loved one. There's something deep inside your heart. It's an emotion. Amen. That's the fleshly heart. I, I knew someone one time. Their, their dad passed away and they just, nothing, nothing. I mean, you have to wonder what in the world is going on in the heart of that individual. Amen. These people, their hearts were of flesh. Amen. They were tender. They were sensitive. And they didn't care. They just wanted him. They just wanted Him. They just wanted Him. And even here this morning, as I looked around, as we began to see through it all, as we began to sing that song, I looked around, and there was hearts of tenderness today. Amen. There were people who had tears in your eyes and a sensitivity to God. Amen. Because you do remember, amen, Brother Nelson, the year of heartache and the trial that you may have gone through. And though it was tough, amen, but you remember the goodness of God. And you remember the joy that came. And, and you're here, you're still standing today. And there's tears in your eyes and there's a love for God because you have a heart of flesh amen but today among those I do not believe everyone amen I feel there are some amen that are struggling with a heart that's been hardened Mm, hallelujah. I'm telling you what I feel in my spirit today. Amen. I, I don't know how much of this. I, I, I just know what God is feeling. Amen. And what God is trying to reach someone here this morning. Maybe you've been resistant to, to God. Maybe you've been resistant to the truth because of the head knowledge. I get the head knowledge, but I have a hard time with the spirit of it. Oh, hallelujah. I'm having a hard time letting go in my spirit because I, and I'm, and you're very, I'm telling you this morning, amen. The apostle Peter met resistance of a bunch of people says, what are you crazy people doing? What are you thinking? Why, why are you acting this way? But the apostle Peter stood with the 11 and he began to preach unto them. Amen. And he wasn't, he, he was nice and according to me. Amen. But he began to preach about their sin and saying, Hey, your sin has separated you from the one that came to save you you're lost you need help you are sinners and he began to preach unto them and point out to them exactly he said you murdered him you're talking about Jesus the one you crucified was made Lord and Christ the Messiah and you were the ones that were willing to take him to the cross Hallelujah. And in that moment of realization, in that moment of hardened heartness, amen, their hearts, amen, the the word of God somehow or another was able to pierce through that stoniness, uh, that stony heart. Uh, the Word of God somehow was able to pierce through. Uh, amen. No other way could have done it. Uh, amen. A uh, uh, blunt force uh, with a, a club couldn't have done it. Uh, no, there had to be an entrance point, uh, And it had to be sharp. Uh, and it had to be pointed. Uh, and it had to go and get beyond the hardness into the heart. Uh, so that it could start doing a work. Uh, amen. Upon those people. And when that Word came unto them... They were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, now what do we do? What were they asking? They said, we, we, we can't handle this pain in our heart. 
I'm telling you, they felt a guilt, amen, for their sin. They felt a guilt, amen, for their lifestyle. They felt a guilt, amen, not just a head knowledge. Oh, yeah, I'm a sinner. We all need, no, no, no. They felt it. They knew it in their mind, and they felt it in their heart. They had now, amen, a heart of flesh that God was going to start to take and be able to manipulate and start to work upon. They said, what do we do now? How do we fix this? Listen, whenever your heart is hardened, you are unresponsive to the Lord. When your heart is hardened, when God can't get to your heart, amen, you'll give Him your intellect, you'll give Him your mind. I'll sit and have Bible study, we'll sit and talk, but I, I'm not willing to give my heart. People talk about, well, just give your heart to Jesus. You're right. That's really what a lot of people need to do. Amen. But it's not accepting Him as your personal Savior. It's submitting to Him and letting His Word penetrate the stoniness. Amen. The hardness of our heart. Amen. Because they simply said, listen, I don't know what to do. We don't know how to fix this. We don't have the answer. When you can get to that point and say, listen, everything I've thought up to this point, i got to let go because what I feel isn't what I've always been taught. What I feel inside isn't always what I've been taught. So what do I got to do, preacher? What do I got to do? Amen. That's when the apostle Peter said, okay, I think you're ready for what I'm getting ready to tell you. I think you're now in a position, amen, where your heart is ready, amen, to receive, amen, the spirit of what I'm getting ready to tell you. Oh, hallelujah. To be pricked in the heart. Vine's expository dictionary defines it as, as to strike or prick violently or to stun. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, the International Standard Encyclopedia says that uh, any slender pointed thing, uh, a thorn, a sting, or, uh, or they liken it to what they call an iron goat or prod. Amen. For urging on oxen and other beasts of burden. Amen. That's what it was like when the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, that's sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces. Amen. I'm telling you, that's what happened that day. The Word of God was able to penetrate. Amen. Whenever you cannot feel emotion. Amen. And cannot respond unto the Word of God. Your heart's too hard. Your heart is not ready. Amen. I'm telling you today, God is trying to look into the hearts of this church. Amen. Into your heart. Amen. Many are. Many right now, you're starting to feel the witness of the Holy Ghost. You're starting to understand what I'm trying to go. And even now, your spirit's beginning to, to enter in and look inside. And you're beginning to get tender towards what I'm saying. And there's a tenderness in a, and you feel like crying. Amen. I'm telling you, keep it. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose that sensitivity to God. Don't ever lose that sensitivity. Amen. But there are others today that are saying, well, it doesn't make sense. Or they're gripping the back of the pew. Amen. Unwilling to let the word pierce through. And you feel no emotion. You feel no need to respond. I mentioned this the other day about, amen, my daughters will go to a youth conference Go to Heritage, and we, if those of you ever been to Heritage, the, these preachers really deal very directly to the hearts of young people. Many times it's very pointed. <laughs> You're dealing in things you shouldn't deal in. You're dealing in pornography. You have major rebellion that you're dealing with, all in an effort to reach that wayward young person. Amen? All, all of it to, be, to reach that wayward young person. And, and you're in rebellion to authority because you're going out, you're dating outside the church. All these things. 
and, and I'll hear my, my daughters will talk and they'll laugh and, and they're joking about it, but they'll say, you know, the preacher's talking about rebellion or they're talking about uh, fornication or, and said that they're, they're so, so moved. They're so moved just by simply the, the message that they're in the altar just weeping. Oh, God, knowing they're not involved in any of those things. But what is it that draws someone and causes someone to feel such a need? It's a heart of flesh. It's a sensitive heart. It says, I know I'm not guilty, but if there's a chance I could ever get that in me. I don't want anything, God. It's just something that's sensitive. It says, God, I know I'm human. I'm susceptible. Amen. And there is a, there's an emotion that is tied to that. Amen. And this morning, amen, as the Spirit of God is working, we may have the truth. We may have the truth of God. And I'm telling you, there's no other church on the face of the planet you'll get more truth than this church. I know, amen, what is taught here. I know the truth. No, no I'm, I'm, and I'm not just saying it to brag. And I want to brag on my pastor. But I'm telling you, you don't understand stand. Amen. Not everywhere uh, in my short time even. I know pastor has felt the same way. Do they have this much truth? Uh, oneness, apostolic, Jesus named churches. Uh, amen. But there's one thing that they really do have many times uh, that I think uh, is really what's helpful. Amen. Is that when the music begins to play, uh, when the word of God does come forth, uh, there is a sensitivity. Uh, amen. There is a heart of flesh uh, that cries out. Uh, amen. I love you Jesus. And there's a desire and a passion for worship and there's a, there's a spirit involved. We're in danger when we rely on our knowledge of truth. When we fail to have a heart of flesh to respond in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, this is, I don't care how long you live for God, you're going to have to have a heart of flesh. And throughout life, Situations harden hearts. Bitterness can harden your heart. Life can change your heart's condition. Amen. It's got to be a constant, amen, effort to keep the heart in a sensitive position and condition of life. Amen. That's why prayer and study of the word, amen, attendance to the, to, in responding. That's why responding in the altar is so important. Amen. Because that lets you know, okay, my heart, I can come and I can, it may not be for me, Pastor, but I'm no, I'm just feeling, I'm telling you, you, you got to long for that. Because if you can say, well, that wasn't for me, I'm good. No, I'm telling you, oh, you're in danger of a hardened heart. You're in danger of a hardened heart. Amen. Even when it's for someone else, a heart that says, oh, God, reach them, help them. Oh, we've got to have a heart of flesh. Oh, we got Jesus looked upon the crowd and had compassion. Jesus saw the lack of faith and he wept. Why? Because there's a heart of flesh within him that said, I got all truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, but I've got a spirit within me, a heart of flesh that I've I've got to entertain and I've got to keep my heart supple. I've got to be sensitive with tears in my heart and my eyes and my life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I hope somebody today, oh, that this pricking of the heart could penetrate the depth of, of that stony heart. Amen. You can get back to a place of response unto his word. Hallelujah. The heart is where our emotions are located. Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines as the emotion, the heart is the emotional or moral nature has distinguished from intellectual nature. Hallelujah. Oh God, help us today to be balanced in our own life. Amen. Hallelujah.
many times conservative-minded, holiness-minded churches in an effort to, and I, and I understand me what I'm saying here today, in an effort to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto us. I'm telling you, I believe in holiness. I believe in Acts 2.38. I believe in the oneness of God. Hallelujah. But when my defense of it is overshadowed by a soul that's lost, and I'm more concerned about being right than I am about their heart and that soul going to hell. Oh, hallelujah. Give us a sensitive heart today. Oh, hallelujah. Give us some sensitivity. Hallelujah. Listen, it becomes apparent in the response. I, I said it just a minute ago, but this is something that's really, that's really concerning to me. Amen. In, in, my, in what I see, again, it's just not been long, but in what I see is there's, there's a lack of sensitivity in response to the word. Oh, God, help us today. Hallelujah. Oh, when the altar call is made. And there's a lack of sensitivity, a lack of response. There can only be one answer. That heart never got pricked through the message. That word was not effective upon your heart. That word wasn't able to penetrate you today. Hallelujah, because I have a place to be. I have somewhere to go. I'm not really in the mood. I don't, doesn't make sense to me. doesn't understand. For whatever reason, the lack of response. Not in everyone, not in all. Amen, but I'm telling you, there are some today that if you could allow your heart to become fleshly, amen, God could get in and do a really, really awesome work in your life. This is what the prophet Ezekiel said in Ezekiel 36, verse 26 to 28. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Hallelujah. When? When does that happen? It happens when he takes out the stony heart. Amen. It places within you a fleshly heart. A fleshly heart that's sensitive to His Word. That's sensitive to His Spirit. Amen. I'm telling you what I feel this morning. I'm not going to preach much longer today. Amen. So I hope if you're not on board today yet, amen, let's get on board because what God wants to do, amen, is really still wants to penetrate. Even for nothing more than just to know if you're still sensitive. Even for nothing more than to let you know and to let Him know, okay, I can still reach Him. Because you may not need reached today. And the, the Word may not be for you today. Amen. But there may be a point uh, where you're on the outskirts uh, and you're in the storm of life. Uh, and there may be a uh, toss to and fro. Uh, amen. But last week, uh, I, uh, the message moved me. I didn't need it last week, but God knows uh, in the midst of it all, uh, I can still reach them. In the midst of the hardest days of your life, uh, they're still sensitive to me. Amen. Uh, they can still be reached. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, every service, uh, every prayer meeting you ought to test yourself can I still feel the spirit of what's being preached can I still feel it in my heart oh help us today amen help us today it's what you need amen to keep you saved yes we've got to have the truth yes we've got to have it amen I'm telling you Isaac was fooled by simply emotion 
Isaac was fooled by simply, amen, Jacob bringing to him a, 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 a covering. And oh, it felt right. It felt good. Amen. But all he had was emotion. And all he had was a feeling. Nothing about it. He said, listen, the voice isn't right. Nothing about this is right, but it feels good. Amen. There's a danger in only relying upon your emotion. There's a danger in only relying upon your knowledge of truth. Jesus said, oh, help us. He said, I'm seeking some folks to worship me in spirit and in truth. Amen. I'm telling you the truth of the matter is, amen, you got to repent of your sins today. Amen. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, every single one of us here today. The promises to you and to your children and to all them that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But that isn't enough if you don't let your spirit involved, if you don't get your heart involved in it, if you don't allow, as this church did, amen, they said, what do we do? We know we're sinners. How do we fix our wrongs? And the apostle Peter preached unto them, and they responded, and 3,000 souls were added that day because they had a heart to receive the word. They had a willingness to let down that stony heart, take it out, and put in a fleshly heart. Oh, help us today. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to cry out to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Prophet after prophet after prophet after prophet is preaching. Repent. 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 But what had happened? They said, the Bible says they had, uh, they stopped their, their ears uh, and they turned their hearts uh, and their hearts were stony unto the Word of God. But you can look at, you can look at one of the most wicked, vile, hedonistic societies of Nineveh. And a man come and say, listen, God's bringing destruction. And the whole city said, oh God. Don't let that happen to me. Don't let the king. Everyone said they have dust and ash. And let's repent. Let's change. Just, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe God won't destroy us. And God looked upon, amen, the heart, the softened heart of that wicked people, that wicked nation, that all they did was simply respond to the word. They responded to the truth with the spirit. They responded, amen. I'm telling you, a man of God came and simply said, listen, you really need to give yourself to God and your heart to God, and you need to repent of your sins. And they did, and they were weeping. They fasted, and in the spirit of repentance, that heart was made flesh, and life began to flow. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. You know, when David, when Samuel was looking for a king, when God sent him to look for a king in replacement for Saul, one after another, brothers came, Jesse's sons came, and wasn't the one, wasn't the one. But it was David. It was the shepherd boy on the backside of the desert that was taking care of the sheep. It was the one that Jesse said, there's no way, you don't, don't, even, you don't even need to come. 
But it was, it was David that, that was accepted. It was David that was accepted of God. In 1 Samuel 16 and 7, the Lord said to Samuel, Look not on the countenance on the height of his stature, because I've refused him, for the Lord seeth not, talking about one of the other brothers, for the Lord seeth not as men seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And this has nothing to do, again, I want to make sure you understand, this has nothing to do with outward standards. He was picking a king here. He was saying, listen, don't look for the, the tallest, the most attractive and all. He's saying, listen, God looks upon the heart. God looks on from the outside. You, got, you might be worshiping here today. You may have your hands in the, in the air today. You may be clapping today. You, 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 may, you, you, you may sing the songs today. Amen. But God has the ability to look beyond all that. Look to the heart of where you are. Amen. He has the ability to look to your heart and say, can I touch you or not? If I put my finger upon that heart, uh, is my finger going to turn cold from the stone coldness uh, that is in there? Oh, hallelujah. The Pharisees, uh, oh, they were very, very on the outside, had the great appearance. Uh, amen. Uh, they had the appearance, uh, amen, uh, of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. Uh, amen. He said on the inside, you're dead. Uh, you're cold. Uh, you're, you're like a stoned heart, uh, stony heart. Uh, amen. But Jesus uh, has a way of, uh, 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 of looking beyond the outward appearance uh, this morning. Uh, amen. And looking on the heart. And it was David that the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. Amen. David, oh, I'm telling you, I'm not going to read the whole story, but David was so uh, sinful. He was so, he had committed so much sin later in his life uh, as the king. Amen. He was a murderer. He was a, an adulterer. He was a liar. In many ways, he was just a sinful man. Amen. But he was a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, because when uh, his sins were confronted, that shepherd boy, amen, that prophet came to him. Amen. And that prophet, amen, sent by God. God took that prophet and pointed his finger right in the heart of David and said, let's talk about a little ewe lamb. Because that's what you care about. Little ewe lamb's going to get you emotional. That little ewe lamb gets you all worked up, David. That little ewe lamb, it'll bring tears to your eyes when you realize what that king did. And once I can get you to a point where you can cry, become emotional, then I'm going to tell you exactly the fact is, you're the one that I'm talking about. David had to have his heart pierced and pricked. Hallelujah. And you know what happened? David immediately went out and began to repent. Because God got to his heart. You know why, David, you can fail God, you can mess up, you can have all kinds of problems in life, but as long as God can still get to your heart, as long as God can still penetrate and draw you to an altar, as long as God can still get a hold of you and you can start thinking and you'll start realizing I'm not... I need Jesus. I'm messed up. And, I, and, and tears can begin to flow. I'm telling you, that's what God's looking for. That's what God wants out of you. That's what you need to be able to have sensitivity in your spirit about. Amen. Not perfection, but sensitivity. Amen. A heart of flesh. Amen. A heart. Amen. David said, that's why in his response, 
And in his prayer of repentance, uh, amen, I'm telling you, it's there in uh, Psalm chapter 51. You read the prayer of repentance of David. Amen. Amen. When that prophet came and pointed his finger and said, you're the sinner. You're the one that stole. You're the one that, that, that was wrong. And used the ewe lamb as an example. It got to the heart of David. And David realized, my heart isn't what it used to be. My heart isn't what it used to be. And so in his prayer of repentance, he created... He prayed in 51, Psalm 51 and verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, help us today. Help us today. Renew in me a right spirit. Renew a right spirit within me. Oh, God, help us. Why don't we stand? Musicians, come. Brother Garrett, I know it's earlier than normal, but I feel like I don't want to go beyond where God wants to go today. In the New Testament, God will prick the heart. God will work upon you. And you may have felt that sting of conviction time and time again. Amen. But the Bible also warns us that your conscience could be seared as with a hot iron. If you've ever burnt yourself, if you've ever seen anyone, when you, when you burn the skin, you kill and deaden the nerves. And as that skin heals, there's a lack of sensitivity in that area. It may be possible that there are some areas of your life where you've allowed a hot iron to sear the conscience and you're no longer affected by that anymore. You're no longer affected by that. Or maybe you just, you've, you've just allowed that place of your heart to be seared. And you know, the word came as Stephen preached. realize he got a response of the Bible says that they stopped their ears and they ran upon him and stoned him it affected them it just made them mad how dare you how dare you tell me I am wrong how dare you so you got the defenses up and the heart I'm not, nothing wrong with me. I'm good. I got nothing to take care of. Who do you? Who are you to to say I have have to fix something in life? So your defenses are up, and anyone that tells you otherwise, you'd rather stone them than deal with your hardened heart. The apostle Paul was in his early days standing there as Saul or as uh, as with the name of Saul and held the garments of the ones that stoned Stephen and so you understand as, as the preacher was preaching they took him out literally took him outside of the city and stoned him to death Saul was standing there watching consenting to the death of the man of God and Saul had letters go into all of 
Jerusalem, Israel, and all the lands, bringing Christians, those that converted to Christianity and believing this new way. He, he, he put them in prison. Many of them he killed. The Bible says he wreaked havoc upon the church. But on the road to Damascus, where he had letters in hand, and he had letters in hand, and he was going to do what he called the Lord's business. He felt I'm doing the right thing. I'm defending what I I'm, I'm defending the I'm defending the way I've always been taught. Defending it. He had an experience on that road that day. That I hope somebody may I'm hoping to kind of that, that you're gonna kind of have that same kind of that same experience in God today. Because the Bible says there's a great light shined, blinded the blinded Saul and he said Saul Saul it's hard for you to kick against the pricks he basically said listen I'm preaching for you I'm reaching for you this wasn't the first time how many times had he gone in to a home or to a to a church service these I think about this how many times had he gone in and as he was trying to find a get, get into the house where they were having a worship service and the Holy Ghost was moving but he before he kicked that door in, something struck the heart of Saul. Man, I feel something. Nope, 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 nope. I got a job to do. And he kicks the door down and starts collecting saints out of the house and throwing them in prison. But he'll never remember. There was more than one prick that came. There was more than one opportunity. Maybe on the way to a house where a preacher was preaching, maybe he heard the voice of the preacher somewhere in the message Paul was feeling guilty about his actions there came another prick in his heart and maybe a tear came to his eye maybe he said maybe I don't know I, I feel something he hardened himself back up say no 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 I'm a I can't let my emotions get the best of me. I can't let myself get emotional about this. So, time and time again, I believe, I believe the Apostle Paul had heard preaching and had been convicted, had been had experienced. Before he would go, he man, he'd hear, feel something and, and resist. And finally, God got him to a point. He finally knocked him on his backside, blinded him and said, Paul, how many times am I going to have to pierce your heart before you'll respond to me? How hard, of it, how hard are you going to make this, Paul? How hard is it going to be before? I just want you to respond to me. And the apostle, or, or Saul at the time, he, all those thoughts, all those things came back and he finally said, Jesus, Lord Jesus, what do I do? Well, remember all those times you sat and listened and heard the preacher preaching and the conviction came and you just hardened the heart up and you failed to, you just, before long it was over and it was done with. Remember all those times that you did that and that, that preacher that you looked at and it looked at you and who knows that preacher you were throwing in prison may have looked at Paul and said, hey, even Jesus loves you. 
there's still hope for you. I don't know. But I'm, there had to be more than what we know in the story. There has to be more there. Amen. There has to be. I, I just believe there were preachers. There were saints saying, would you repent? Don't do this to us. God loves you. If you'll repent and crying out. But there was a hardness that came. And a lack of sensitivity. There was a stoniness in his heart. Amen. But when the time came that he had his attention. Jesus had the attention of Saul. He said, okay, Saul, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and find this preacher. That you had resisted all those other times before. I want you to go. And as the preacher was talking to him, the Bible said it was as scales fell from his eyes. And I realized, I believe that there was something in Saul that broke that day. And Saul, he realized, what have I done to all of these people? All the hurt that I've caused them and all the pain that I've caused them. And he said, listen, whatever I've got to do. Saul, something's different. What's the difference? This time, I have a heart of flesh. simply just responding to the word of God why don't we stand this morning today I am I believe exactly saying exactly trying to communicate exactly what the spirit of God is wanting for this service today You may try to figure out all the book of Acts and all this stuff, but there's just something that God is saying. That's great. You'll get there on some of this stuff, but I'm trying to soften you just a little bit. I'm trying to soften you so you can respond. And you know what? I'm telling you today, if you'll respond and let, there's some things that'll just make sense. There's some things that'll just, I never realized because some things can only come through that experience you're going to have with the Holy Ghost. So today, I'm reaching for someone that's never experienced the Holy Ghost. That's never really, just never been where they need to be. There may have been a prick of the heart. There may have been a touch. And there may have been some resistance. But God is reaching for you today. He's saying, why don't you let some tears flow in your life. Let there be some sensitivity. Let, the, let, the, let my spirit get a hold of you and, and really get a hold and mold you. And at the same time, I believe there are some, there are some today that we've been around a while. We've been a part of the church for a long time. And on the outside, things look well. On the outside, things look very well. Dressed the way we need to dress, we worship along with everyone. We really got it together on the outside, but you know, on the inside, as well as God knows on the inside, it's really been quite a while since I've really been able to respond to the preaching. It's really been a while since I've really just gone and wept at the altar, just simply because I felt such a heaviness, such a burden, such a sense of tender heart I'm not saying you're lost I'm just saying you're not really as tender as you could be today you're just not quite tender as God would like you to be 
And then there are some today who are, you're just in defense. There's no way, no way. How long are you going to kick against the pricks of the Word of God? How long will it be before God can really get a hold of you? Because this is all about spirit and in truth. Thank God for the truth. But I'm telling you, we can't lose the spirit of it. There's got to be some worship. There's got to be tears that can be shed. Amen. And then there are some today, I'm going to give this altar call that are going to come. And, 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 and you're not really, I don't say guilty of one thing or the other, but you're going to cry and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pour your heart out to God because you make it a habit of staying tender towards the Lord. And I didn't get to it, but that's the four types of soil, really. So this morning, I know we're not running the aisles. We're not shouting, hanging off the ceiling fans. But what God is really wanting today, for nothing more, for nothing more than simply to know, can He penetrate your heart? And do you have a heart of flesh? Could Could you find a place this morning and begin to think of the Lord's goodness? And can you begin to weep? Can you cry just thanking Him? Can you have that level of thanksgiving in your heart today that I'm not in sin. I just want to make sure that I give God some thanks in response to His Word. Because I'm telling you, when, when we fail to respond, each time we fail, it gets harder and harder and harder to respond. And Lord, I, even I, want to be willing after every sermon that I hear and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, just I want for those who haven't ever been a part or done early morning prayer here at this church with with Pastor Riggin. I've talked with there are many of you have, but I want to just kind of tell a tale here this morning. What has always struck me and convicted me in my prayer times with Pastor is inevitably there will come a point I just begin to hear pastor begin to sob and pray repentance and weep and there are just the tenderness that I remember. And so this morning, I I know there's a somberness here, but I feel God's ordained it this way today. That as Brother Jared begins to play, the children of God, the Word of God has come forth. He just, how will we respond? Just make it up in your mind. I, Brother Merriman, I'm not sinning. I'm not, and I'm telling you, I'm, I know that. I, I know there's many here today that aren't in a position of, I've got to repent, but just respond. And begin to thank the Lord and until the tears flow. Make sure. I want to just make sure. Is it flowing? Is my spirit in tune? Am I sensitive today? You understand what I'm saying here today? Hope you understand where I'm coming from and what God's trying to do. Because if out of sensitive heart, I don't care how much truth you get. I don't. Because that's exactly the, the, 
you, you can have it all day long, but if you can't be sensitive, oh, we're going to have a hard time serving the Lord. So this morning, I ask the church, if you want to come, would you come respond to the Lord? Find a place. Please don't think I give five minutes and I'm good. Just give it enough time to let the Spirit soften your heart really, really good today. That there's a sensitive. You need the Holy Ghost, it's here. Just as they on the day of Pentecost, the hearts were pricked and they prayed with them. They received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is here if you want it. Forgiveness is here if you want it. Peace is here if you want it. God is here today if you want Him. Let's be sensitive. Let's be sensitive. Let's seek the Lord today. Come on, let's pray, everybody. Let's pray. Hallelujah.